Welcome, everybody, to the Be Healed podcast. I'm your host, Steve Hannett, and this podcast is all about helping you to receive God's promise for healing. Today, we've got a special guest with us. She's a leader in every house. She's a pastor of Abundant Grace Christian Church, and she is my wonderful wife. Her name is Kate Hannett, and she's going to be helping us get into the topic of how to pray for the sick. In other words, how to intercede. How do we pray for loved ones? Kate is really somebody that is constantly on her knees. God has called her to the ministry of intercession. She has seen a lot of answered prayer, miracles, signs, wonders, great things that God is doing. And I'm so thrilled that she's able to be with us today on the podcast to help us understand a topic so important like this. We're constantly getting feedback and prayer requests from people, and I'm sure you are also, and maybe you have somebody that you love and somebody in your family, and you're wondering, how can I pray for them? How do I intercede? How do I stand in the gap for them? How do I help them to overcome and receive the healing that Jesus Christ desires? So welcome, Kate. Back to the Be Healed podcast. It's exciting to have you talking about this topic today. I'm very happy and excited to be with everyone today. I love talking about this topic because I love to see God do amazing things in people's lives. Amen. Amen. Well, Kate, let's talk at first about intercession because a lot of people may not be familiar with that term intercessor. So what are we speaking about when we say intercession? What, what is that? Well, intercession actually means it's actually an English word that has a Latin root and it means to come in between, to come in between. So when you are an intercessor, you are coming in between the need or the person and God. So there's a powerful verse in James chapter five, verse 16, and it says, confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. It says the effective and fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. I think that's a great example of intercession where the Bible is saying that we should pray one for another. Yes, absolutely. And there's so many examples um, in the Bible of intercessors. Um, there's Moses, right? He went before the people. There's Daniel. Um, there's Esther. I mean, we can look over and over throughout the entire uh, scriptures um, and see, even Paul, he was an intercessor, right? He, in all of his letters, he says, I'm praying for you. You know, you can see these are people who really understand the heart of God and what it means to go uh, for the people. But I think the greatest intercessor is Jesus himself. Mm. Right? You know, and we know this because um, Hebrews 725 says that he is also able to save us to the uttermost who come to God through him, he, since he always lives to make intercession for us. You know, that's his whole purpose, right? We know he came to save us, but he also makes intercession. It's so powerful because he's Jesus. He's the son of God. There isn't anybody higher or greater than him. And he is standing in that gap for us. And I think we should all be very, very encouraged with that because if Jesus is interceding for us, and we're the hands and feet of Jesus. We need to be doing that for one another. That's right, because he's our perfect example. So every time we look to Jesus, we look what he was doing, 
how he was doing and why he was doing. And then we are supposed to model everything that he does. Yeah. He's our, he's our great example. I mean, that's probably what is very encouraging because he gives a lot of instruction in the word about how to pray. Um, so let, let's get into that. I mean, how do we begin to pray for the sick? Let's say we have a loved one, we have somebody in our life, or, or people are even coming to us and saying, will you pray for me? What are, what are some of the things that we could begin to do to break this out? Because I'm sure that some people get overwhelmed and said, I don't know how to pray. I, I, I don't know what to say. How, how would you kind of coach us through that? Well, um, we know that the Bible says that it's impossible to please God without faith. Right. That's sort of our, our starting point. We have to believe God is who he says he is and what he says will happen. Right. So we have to not just believe it in our heart, but we have to confess it with our mouth. I mean, the Bible tells us that in Romans. Right. So we know that there are, are a lot of things that God tells us. So without faith, it's impossible. So we have to have faith. The second thing is we have to know that God's word is true. And John 14, 6, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So when I pray for people, I'm coming with, with in a place of faith, but I'm also believing God's word to do what he says he's going to do. And I remind myself, that's right, Jesus, you're the truth. So your word is the truth. So no matter what circumstances come against it, your word is the truth. And that's it. That's it. And so I keep it really simple. I pray. Yeah, it's powerful. You know, Psalm 19 verse seven says something I think very encouraging for us. It says the law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. And for me, that means if I don't understand something, if I, if I don't understand a situation or I, I'm not an expert in, in knowing what's going on in that person's life or in their body or with a particular ailment or problem, the testimony of the Lord is sure. It, it, it somehow elevates us to the Lord's wisdom. And so when we believe that God is and then we believe what God is saying, it, it's going to bring us into a place of security knowing that we're praying truth, that his testimony is sure. And I think that that's very, very powerful uh, for us to have guidance as we're praying, that we're going to pray what God says. We're going to pray according to what his word declares. That's right. And it says making wise the simple. I always think about that. That's exactly what it is. If you keep things simple, there's a lot of wisdom in that. You know. Part of uh, the problem is, is that most people get caught up in their thoughts, in their emotions. And uh, Jesus says that the kingdom of heaven is, is like a child, someone who believes and receives so simply, so easily. And when he gives us his word, his word is like a compass, it says it's a light to our path. Right. So we have to hold on to that word so closely that it's simple that it stands alone, that it doesn't need anything extra. It, God is who he says he is, and he's going to do what he says he's going to do because that's his character. He cannot lie. You know, what's even, even more encouraging is that 
okay, God's going to do what he says he's going to do. But in addition, angels are also doing what his word says, aren't they? They are. And I love that verse too. That's from Psalm 103, verse 20. It says, bless the Lord, you, his angels who excel in strength, who do his word, heeding the voice of his word. So if angels, they're on assignment from God, but if we're not praying the word, right? And I mean, when I say praying the word, I don't mean praying in our head. I mean, declaring and speaking the word of God out loud, right? Because that's God's character. He spoke the word and it, the world became into existence. And the Bible says death and life are in the power of the tongue. So we know we need to use our words when we pray. So we know that God gives us the angels. They become on assignment for him. And the Bible tells us in that verse, Psalm 103, verse 20, bless the Lord, you, his angels who excel in strength, who do his word, heeding the voice of his word. So when we speak God's word, the angels basically are put into action. So this is powerful. So, so if we were to summarize this, we, we see that Jesus is the intercessor. The Bible says that Jesus is the word of God. So we're going to now go from not knowing what his will is, not knowing what his ways are to now being able to rest in him and knowing that what his word says is truth, his testimonies are sure. And then that's going to create an alignment with God. And then that's going to create kind of a tapping into his wisdom and power. And then we're also able to activate angels um, in, in the idea that they're also heeding the word of God. Uh, you mentioned something about confession, though. You, you mentioned something about speaking his word. Uh, talk with us about that, because that, that should kind of frame and, and fill the content of our prayer, right? That we should begin to speak his word. And the Bible even says that we can move mountains when we do this. So talk with us about that. Yeah, that's, that's really, really important. Um, a lot of times people are so distraught when they're praying for a loved one or a friend or maybe, you know, even a coworker that sometimes they, they cry, which is fine, but sometimes they complain or they, I don't understand God or they get angry with God. Well, those kinds of prayers, although, you know, are understandable, they're not the kind of prayers really that bring results. And that's because God says, right, we know Jesus taught his disciples to pray in the Our Father. And Jesus says when he, you know, let it be on earth as it is in heaven. So in in heaven, you know, everything is peace. Everything is joy. Everything is love. Everything is perfect. That's the perfect will of God in heaven. So when we pray, we need to pray that the words that God speaks, right? And the Bible tells us, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. So Jesus himself is the word of God. So when we read the Bible and we speak the word, we're speaking Jesus into our problem, into mm. the situation. We're speaking the one who has the power, right? Who who's gave us the victory over all the power of the enemy. We're speaking Jesus right in. So how could we fail? It's powerful. Psalm 107 um, says this in verse 20 says he sent his word and healed them 
and delivered them from their destruction. So what I hear you saying, which is so powerful, is Jesus is the intercessor. Yes. Jesus is the word. Therefore, the word is doing the intercession. Exciting, right? It is. It's bringing about the will of God. And you, you uh, spoke about that verse that, that the word framed the world, the word creates everything. So I think we're left with this conclusion. If when we are praying for our loved ones, the word of God, if we are confessing the word of God, agreeing with the word of God, declaring the word of God and praying that word of God over our loved ones, that word is interceding. And that's going to be the highest level of prayer for our loved ones to receive the healing power of God. That's right. That's right. And uh, you had mentioned Mark eleven twenty three and 24. It's for assuredly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done. He will have whatever he says. I mean, if that's not encouraging, moving a mountain. So if if we get a diagnosis, you know, for cancer, we get a diagnosis for a stroke, we get it, we get even an accident. Sometimes people just think, oh, it's just healing for sickness. We had a situation where there was a child who was in an accident and we prayed for this child. And the doctor didn't even think that this child was going to have success, what we were praying for. But it was so miraculous that he uses this child's case when he goes before other teachers and other doctors as a testimony of how, you know, this child is better. <laughs> it's, it's, it's powerful because this is how we tap into the miraculous. It's through the word of God. It isn't through our feeling. It isn't through the, the testimony of the circumstances. It's the testimony of the Lord. And I really believe that God is looking for people to pray for one another in a way that's really an extension of his intercession. And he is the one that is saying, pray for the people. I mean, he even said that when he was upon the earth and in the gospels, he said to go into the cities, to pray for the sick, to heal them, to cleanse the lepers, and even to raise the dead. I mean, talk about intercession. That's being in between God and death. And God is ready to hear the prayers of the saints. He's ready to hear the people who are praying his will. That's a good intercession. That, that is. And, you know, also in the Gospel of John, this is verse twenty. For me, uh, when he speaks right before he goes to the cross, he says, I do not pray for these alone. He's talking about believers, but also for those who will believe in me through their word. It says that they all may be one as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that you sent me. And I love that because that's exactly what you're saying is that we would be one, that we would be one not only together in him, but we would be one in the word so that we're in alignment with each other, with his word, with the father. How could we fail then? If we're in perfect alignment, he's going to, it's going to be his perfect will. And it says, if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that, that he hears us, we have what we ask. 
this again really helps us to understand who an intercessor is. Yeah. It's not somebody who is praying their own will. It's somebody who is bringing the will of someone else. We're interceding in that gap between the will of God and between that situation. And by praying that word, we are releasing God's will. We are praying for God's will to be done. I mean, Jesus even said this in Matthew chapter six in the Lord's prayer. He said, in this manner, pray. And then he prays that thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That was really positioning us as intercessors on the earth, making sure that the will of heaven is being done on the earth. And this is what's so, so important for everyone who's praying for a loved one. We need to hear the voice of God, the heart of God, the will of God, the mind of God, because we can't be mixed with interceding on behalf of other people's desires and wills. And this is why I believe it's so powerful for every man, woman, and child to be spending a lot of time studying, meditating, and thinking on God's word. It is going to position us to be powerful intercessors for those who need God's help. Right. And you know, that's the second part of that Mark eleven twenty four verse. Um, when you're saying that position ourselves as intercessors, but we have to remember, and this is why it's so exciting, is that Jesus says, whatever you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. One of the ways that we get faith is by hearing, again, the word of God, right? Faith comes by hearing, the Bible tells us. So if we don't hear the word, if we don't read the word, if we don't meditate on the word, if we don't really take in, Jesus calls his word our daily bread. Mm. If we don't take this daily bread, this, this living word in us, in our minds, in our hearts, how are we going to believe? It's, it's powerful. In, in John chapter 15, Jesus says, abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. He says, I am the vine, you are the branches. And then a little bit later, it says in verse seven, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire and it shall be done for you. By this, my father is glorified that you bear much fruit. So you will be my disciples. I, I think this is powerful because it's, it's teaching exactly what you're saying that we need to abide in his word. And it's really looking at us as branches. And I think it's a good picture of who an intercessor is. It's somebody who's connected to the vine. They're connected to Jesus. And that will, that word, that power, that love, the heartbeat of Jesus is now flowing through the branch, flowing through the intercessor. And if that word is in us and we're in him, then the prayer is going to bear fruit. And so I want to encourage everyone that we understand personally that sometimes we're overcome with emotions. Sometimes we're overcome with fearful thoughts. Sometimes our prayers are just a heart cry of, Lord, help me or help my loved one. But it's so wonderful to know 
that the gentleness of the Holy Spirit is going to lead us from that place into a place where we know the testimonies of the Lord are sure, like in Psalm 19, verse 7. And the gentleness of God is going to lead us to his word. And we can begin to rest in his word, and we can begin to abide in his word, and we can begin to ask from the place of his word. And what's so powerful, and Kate, I know that this is a motivation on your heart, and I'd just like you to teach on this one verse. It says in verse 8, by this my father is glorified, that you bear much fruit, so you will be my disciples. This should be the motivation of all prayer, of, of all intercessors, correct? Yeah, definitely. I mean, when I pray, I, I always think, God, you know, this is going to give you glory. You know, like when we have victory, that gives you glory, that we, we bear fruit, that, that people believe, that people see the goodness, your goodness, the goodness of God. That to me is so exciting. You know, I love when people are healed. I, I feel so uh, alive. I feel so free. Because I, I know that we're experiencing the fullness of God's heart and his desire. And I know sometimes people feel that when they're praying, they feel alone. And I just want to encourage you today. Romans 8, 34 says that Jesus sits at the right hand of God and he is making intercession. So even if you feel nobody understands my situation, I'm all alone in this. Jesus understands. Mm. He understands and he is making intercession for you. That's exciting. Amen. So, yeah. So we're, we're not only training you to be an intercessor for yourself. We're training you to be an, an intercessor for others so that you will bring God glory and bear much fruit for his kingdom. Pastor Kate, why don't you pray for people right now? Because we know that people who are listening, they have friends, they have loved ones. They're dealing with things right now. I think that they could use a, a powerful prayer from you to help activate them and release them. That after this, after they listen to this episode, they, they're, they're, they're going to be launched to begin to pray for, for the people they love. Sure. So, Father, we just thank you right now, Lord God, for your teaching, Lord, your word. Lord God, we declare right now that this is a new season that this is a new season in our prayer lives, that we are going to believe you, Lord God, that we are going to receive your word, Lord God. We just pray and we declare that your word would come alive right now to us, Lord, that you would open the eyes of our understanding, Lord, that you would give us a spiritual download, a revelation, an understanding, Lord, of your word, so that when we pray, we pray with faith. And we thank you, Lord, that you are our example, Jesus, of intercession, Lord, that we are able to bear much fruit for your kingdom, Lord God. We just pray, Lord God, and we thank you, Lord. We thank you that you've given us your word, your heart, your love, Lord God, so that we are able to see, Lord God, these requests, these loved ones healed in the name of Jesus. And we just can't wait to give you glory, Lord God, in all these things, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Oh, it's so great to have you, Kate, on the show again. We're looking forward to having you again. We thank God for you who listen. We ask and invite you guys to like or rate the podcast, and it helps us to promote what God is doing and to get the word of God out to other people. And if you've not uh, texted us, if you've not 
uh, gotten your free gift yet, I want to encourage you to do that. Just text the word HEALING to 94000 and you'll be able to download a free gift that's going to bless you. We love you in the name of Jesus. We look forward to speaking with you next week. May God bless you. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Behold podcast today. I'd love to connect with you on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Steve Hannett. And you can get a lot of our latest information and announcements there. Also, would love for you to know about our TV program called The Miraculous Life. It airs on Sid Roth's It's Supernatural Network, also known as ISN. You can go to their website. You can download the app ISN on your phone. And you can listen to it also on our YouTube channel. Just go to youtube.com forward slash Steve Hannett. There's amazing teachings and testimonies of God's power healing people and breaking through. Truly, he calls us to live in his grace and peace. Well, until next week, may Jesus Christ lead you, guide you, and establish you in the fullness of his grace and power. Be sure to share this podcast with someone who you know it will bless, and I look forward to talking with you next week. God bless you. Be Healed is a production of Every House a church network whose mission is to contribute to the work of the Great Commission by reaching the lost, establishing churches, and cultivating leaders throughout the world. If you'd like to give a tax-deductible gift to support this ministry, simply visit our website at stevehannett.com and click the Donate button. We thank you in advance for your prayer and support.